that in turn gives men egos that they're afraid to be expressive in their emotions when feelings are afraid to cry or release or speak to people about what's coming up for them. Welcome to Dads and Deadlifts podcast with me, your host, Rish. This podcast is to raise awareness around the social stigma of the word man up. Research has shown men are less likely to seek help for trauma, abuse, neglect, addictions, and mental illness because they will be perceived as weak. Research had directly or indirectly linked these problems to the social and cultural perceptions of the word man up. It's time to start a conversation and redefine this word man up. Each week, you will be hearing from men and women all around the world who survived emotional abuse, physical abuse, domestic violence, and addictions, and how they came out on the other side with triumph to begin a new chapter. You will also hear from experts and coaches all around the globe on matters like brain health, psychology of men and women, holistic healing, fitness, and last but not least, what it takes to be a man, overcoming the social stigma and expectations, and tap into your individual unique authenticity and vulnerability. Thank you for joining me in this mission to serve men around the world and letting them know they are not alone in this. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Dads and Deadlifts podcast with me, your host, Rish. Without further delay, let us welcome today's guest, Dara Bond. How are you? I am good, Rish. I nice am so grateful, so blessed. Dara Bond in the house, founder okay. of Conscious King Coaching. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All the way in from Sydney, Australia. There you Born go. and bred in Dublin, Ireland. It's really, really good to be here today. So, as I said, I don't give introduction. I want the guest to tell them who they are. Who is Dara Bourne and what's your story? Um, my story is a little bit of a roller coaster, to be honest. There you go. Born, I was born in Dublin. Um, in a pretty rough neighbourhood, I grew up with a few, a few uh, hoodlums around the place. I was a, a young hoodlum myself growing up. Um, Where in Dublin? Where are you? Inner city Dublin. So just pretty, pretty much right in the centre of Dublin, just off Grafton Street. Which um, how far is it from Liberty? Oh, I'm from the Liberties. It's okay. in the Liberties. How do you know about the Liberties? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> awesome. See, I told you, I, I have my people. I have my people. <laughs> I look like I'm from India and now I'm an yeah. US. But hey, you know what? I have connections. <laughs> You've got octopus. You've got little tentacles everywhere. <laughs> yep, yep. No, 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 no. I, I know people and uh, they're doing the same thing as you do. Actually, um, definitely, I want you to talk to one of my very good mentor and coach that I'm learning from. He actually is still in, in Liberty and he's in Dublin. What's, Matt, what's Matt, Matt Burke. I definitely want to hook you up with him. I'm going to add you to that and I'm going to send a message. So definitely you guys should talk for sure. What you guys are Matt doing. Burke. Oh my God, that is so interesting because a guy who reached out to me, this is insane. What the fuck? 
Universe, baby. Universe. Oh, the universe. So two weeks ago, a guy reached out to me at home who was the older generation of me. He's like 10, maybe 15 years older than me. Yeah. Uh, 10 years older, definitely. Uh, and yeah, he was looking for support. And I gave him a call. I gave him an hour of my time. We worked through a few things. And he told me he was meeting Matt Burke the next day. And I, I, I don't know who Matt, Matt Burke is. I've never heard of him. So maybe I do know him and I just need to remember. Right. But like I said, this is fucking insane. <laughs> Boom! There you go. See, yes, I, it's so I, good. Man. I I held that secret from you offline, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I'm glad you did. I'm glad. Oh my you god, did, this man. is this is as as authentic as it can get. So tell me who Dara is. Well, I grew up in Dublin and had a great life there. Good family, and I decided to come to Australia. Young life, I was a plumber. Got qualification. Uh, from the, I got thrown out of school, actually. I got thrown out of school after my junior cert, so I was, was 15. And my mom, thank God for my mom, she wouldn't allow me to sit around or lie in bed. Mm-hmm. So every morning, I had about a two-week summer. It was school holidays. About three or four weeks summer I had. Even though it was school holidays, when she knew I wasn't allowed to go back to school, she fucking came in at 7 a.m. when she was going to work, woke me up, pulled the duvet off me, <laughs> and made me get dressed, took my house keys off me, and kicked me out to get a job. How old were you? I was 15. Okay. 15. And the job employment centers, they didn't really open till 9, 9 a.m. So I had an hour, a solid hour, of walking around, figuring out what I was going to do before I could get to the employment center to look for work. So let me ask you this, like on personal level. So you were raised by a single mom? Single mom, yes. Okay. Single mom. And my dad wasn't around when I was growing up. And I didn't know who my real dad was until I grew older, until the year I came to Australia, to be honest. Um, I grew up believing that my brother's dad was my dad. And I was told just before I left, well, I, I sort of had an idea, just some things that happened throughout my life. I just I didn't feel that connection. It wasn't a huge surprise, although it was a huge surprise. So, yeah, it was, yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. So let me ask you, how did you take it? Or I guess that's the easiest way I can say it. How did you feel when you, or I guess your mom explained it to you or your mom? Yeah, my mom explained it to me. Um, I just, I guess I felt empty. Uh, How old were you? I, I was 22. So yeah, I, 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 the father figure who I thought was my dad, I sort of knew. But I didn't have a relationship with him at the time when I found out. Well, he is the father of my two brothers. So, you know, he's, he's always in the conversation somewhat, you know. And they broke up. They broke up like when I was younger. So, uh, yeah, it was just, it was interesting. I, I I just sort of just sat there and downloaded it. And then I left. I didn't live with my mom at the time. And then I just got on with it. Like, you know, everybody reached out to see how I was, the whole lot. I didn't want to talk to anybody. The whole man's thing, isn't it? Didn't want to open my mouth. I was fine. The way I saw it, I was fine. I also, yeah, it was just, it was empty. There was no feeling there. It was a, 
was interesting now looking back. I've never really thought about it. Uh, but I definitely did move on from it without processing it and um, bottled it up. Didn't really speak. I spoke about it, but not really with my family. I just had to brushed mm-hmm. over it, you know. So thank you for, th- I didn't realize that you actually didn't talk about it. And uh, uh, guys, yeah, well, not- this, this is getting real because I'm basically telling, I met Dara through Facebook and uh, through our friends and literally this is as real as it gets so i just want you guys to know that this is as it can get and you guys can be this authentic with two men talking to each other okay that's the whole point of this freaking podcast okay well now i speak to my dad now i know who he is it's just at that time i didn't there was a process involved and i was leaving for australia and like i left maybe a few months later but in that moment i, I didn't want to know i didn't not that I didn't care, it was just like a big spanner. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that moment, the time, it's not a spanner I wanted to use straight away. Obviously, I had to go through the downloading process. Now I've got a beautiful sister, and I've speak to my dad like every week. And yeah, it's good. It was when we met up, it was interesting. I was like, you know, I was, I was like a mate that yeah, you've always had, but you didn't know about or something. It's interesting. But yeah, it's not. It's it is what it is, you know. If I may ask, how was your first time interacting with your dad when you realized that okay, who is your dad? Yeah, like everything, isn't it? In Ireland, we went for a point and we watched the football. So he used to be a professional footballer. So that was uh, wow. It was interesting because I love football and. Yeah, it was just like I said, it was like meeting one of your mates and we just talked about football. We didn't really delve into the deeper um, stuff for many years. So it was good. It was nice to get to that stage Mm -hmm. because I lived in Australia two years at that time. So obviously as time passed, I wanted to know who he was. I wanted to know where he lived. I wanted to know what the fuck was going on, really. So now you are a men's coach. I want to know... And we will come to that. I want to know a little bit of Dara about when you were in that situation, when Dara was like in that, who am I and what is going on? And tell the audience, because this podcast, Dara, you know, like literally is geared towards men who are also like feeling confused. What's my identity? Like, can I ever get out of it? And um, hey, I mean, I am here. Right. Of course, now you are helping men all over the world to be who they are and working with them day in and day out. But I want the world to know who Dara was like when he was down. Like, so your story, like, okay, so I just figured out, there you go. I have a stepfather and a father. How did your relationship, did your relationship change with your stepfather? How did you handle it as man? You, did you have friends to reach out to, to talk to? or whatnot yeah we sort of laughed and joked about it to be honest and and we went to australia and after that i, I didn't think about it because it was a, a whole new world here mm. obviously every day it was new so in that process of when that, you say it's new you're talking about getting used to settling in australia yes from Ireland. yes yep yep yeah, so I was learning. So my mind was occupied, basically. So it was a huge distraction. And then when you come here, yeah, in the party lifestyle, well, it didn't matter where I was, I was partying. So, um, through, yeah, it's, it's something that didn't affect me um, through suppression. 
through addiction, through distraction. Yeah, look, I was in a whole new world and I was learning and experiencing something new every day. So to go back to feeling fear and pain, um, didn't bother So is it fair to say right now, if I say it, and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong and talking to you as a host, as a friend, is it fair to say that as men, we do use distractions and all other things that we can somehow to forget everything? Yes, 100%. For men, that's the first thing we do is distraction. What can I use to either mask the situation? Mm -hmm. How can I run from the situation? Or how can I overpower the situation with rage and anger? Say it again. I love that. I really love those three things. Can you say that again? So how can we mask the situation? So that would be through, uh, through alcohol or drugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, how could we run from the situation? So similar, you're running away to the pub or to your mates or whatever. Or how can we overpower the situation? So if we're met with friction, we get angry and try and control the situation without feeling through it. Wow, that's something that's amazing. It's just, yeah, how we mask, how we run, and how we overpower. It's all about control. And that's how we learn. That's, that's the only thing we learned growing up, isn't it? The society yeah. is like, there's no tools, there's no education that in place like telling us to do that, do anything other than that. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's the it's the society's way, isn't it? Um, it's the way it's been built. It's far deeper than the one man. Uh, it's a societal problem. It's a societal structure that has built the system so a man is seen as the pillar of the family, as the pillar of society, is seen to be the masculine energy and strength of whatever the unit is for him you know so and through the sexualization of women with everywhere we look advert you know i've seen a toothpaste advert with a woman in a bikini like how the fuck do you match toothpaste to uh you know what i mean <laughs> a woman in a bikini you know so all of this energy is then entrapped and men society is sort of built men up to be that level of masculinity that they've got to be a hundred percent together mm-hmm. all of the time and that in turn gives men egos that are afraid to be expressive in their emotions when feelings are afraid to cry or release or speak to people about what's coming up for them. Uh, and then with the, the whole sexualization of women and then the suppression of emotions mm-hmm. and whatever traumas we've experienced growing up or from wherever, you've got a powder keg waiting to explode, you know. And with that said, you just take a look at the suicide statistics from that standpoint. So you've got, it's like a volcano. Um, eventually, when you're using alcohol to suppress emotions or run away from a situation or whatever the case is, it's either going to be a heart attack or something health is going to explode within your body. If it's not your mental health first, it will be your physical health. Yes, I agree with you 100%. This is where I think like all this gap, this building up, and we are not talking about it, right? And how this whole structure that we have created ourselves, right? That initially it was like, oh, this is the society, this is the generation. And now we are at this generation where men are 
more likely like I saw you with your with your daughter. You take your daughter to the daycare, right? Like I take my son to a daycare and all that. And much more involved. The society have changed. Back in the day, society was like, oh yeah, okay, men are the pillar. We'll just bring in money. We'll just go work and then we'll go play golf. And the expectation from the women was like, just take care of the household. Right, things have changed. Look after the house. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Things have changed. And rolling back down, basically now there's statistics, as you were saying, uh, suicide, depression, in young men, it's just crazy about how things are, which used to be the later life problem for biological reasons or for mental reasons. Now it's so much present in our social DNA. So now I want to talk about a little bit about Dara that, okay, so tell the audience who you were, how did you decide and why did you decide to do what you are doing right now? Because one year, um, I, I must raise, I can easily go back the years and count it. Uh, it was about a friend of mine spoke to me about the book, The Secret, in mm-hmm. um, Thailand. I bumped into him randomly in a bar in Koh Samui, and he told me he was going to be a millionaire by the age of 30 and all of this stuff and I was like what the fuck are you on about like I gave him I was taking the piss out of him having a laugh you know and um, fast forward two years uh, I was in my darkest hour and considering suicide and my thoughts the domino the black hole was something I've never experienced before and it was with me for near almost two weeks and I was speaking to home I was depressed and anyone I spoke to if like fuck because I knew that I was in a bad place but I was putting on a brave face so when I was speaking to people and they were like ah yeah we're doing this this is so good this is so good and I'm like yeah yeah this is so good and then hanging up but knowing that I was lying to myself and lying to my family lying to my mom because I didn't want to upset her and my partner at the time Line to her, like, you know, everything's good, this, that, and the other. And, yeah, it just wasn't, you know. It just wasn't. So, eventually, I reached out to Rob, and he, yeah, found out what the book was. So, through reading that book, in my darkest moment, brought me back to the awareness of how I was growing up, how I was, like, some of the goals I'd accomplished um, unconsciously without realising what, like a, what what laws of the universe I was actually using. So through reading that book, it gave me a real self awareness of who I really was. When did you read that book? Nine, nine or ten years ago. I'll okay. do the exact way after this call. Yeah. But yeah, nine nine years ago, I'd say nine. Yeah, no, the same thing. Uh, Rhonda Barnes. Uh, basically, um, I found secret, uh, and I just bumped into it because I was also in a very bad place, not like you. And you're from Dublin, I'll tell you, um, I don't know whether you follow UFC, Conor McGregor. I'm a huge fan of him. <laughs> and uh, he talks about Secret all the time. He, he read, yeah, he, he read uh, The Secret. He was poor and he grew up, you know, in a wrong, uh, in like really bad neighborhoods in Dublin. And what he talks about is visualization by he bumped into that book and he will practice with his then girlfriend, fiance, and now his wife. They will basically, they will drive to the parking lot and he will visualize because of secret, I want to get that parking space. And that's how he he started 
doing this. So he would literally tell everyone, like, you know, it's just secret that changes life. It's funny you said that because that changed a lot of people's life for sure. For sure. Because at the end of the day, uh, now the culture had become to a point where it's about mindset. You have to visualize. Of course, a lot of people are still confused with that. Like, yeah, you just cannot visualize. You also have to take actions. <laughs> you just cannot visualize. Yes. <laughs> So exactly. talk, talk, now talk talk to uh, us. About I, that. I, I actually know Connor. Yeah, I know Connor, um, and through yes, it's not just the visualization. You've got to see it to believe it, um, yes. and take action. If you don't take action on what you see, then what's the a dream without a plan is just a wish. Yes, you know, and the same you've got to. Speak what you see, until you see what you say. So you've got a fucking game every single day and chip away at whatever your dream is, mm-hmm. or else it's just hot air and it doesn't mean shit. And, and we, I, I see that with Connor. Connor works fucking very, very hard. And in that gym, he trains like throughout the night when, when people are sleeping, he's working. Uh, even back before, like five hours in the gym every day or more, more going back and forward. So I've seen that. And now, personally, on my own journey, like what what's lighting me up right now is the impact I know that I'm creating. I've got huge traction at the moment. I always have, but now this is now my full-time job. Then again, is it really a job? Because you know that they say when you... What is it? When you're doing what you love, when you're doing what you love, you will never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at right now. I feel that. I'm, I'm, some days I'm doing 16 hour days. I'm happy. I, I've no complaints. But he has got, where, where, gonna, where I'm going to put you on spot, and I'm actually going to tell you and i'm gonna to talk to you about this the other day yeah. offline we talked about and you said okay you were a plumber and uh, plumber yeah. and you said like yeah rich yep it's good but now i get to spend more time with my family because of the coaching that's how i joined but i have a feeling after i hung up on you i'm like no you already had that calling you must had that calling to help people yeah, so I've been down it for years. So I so since so I done a course called the Bridge Experience in two thousand seventeen, so four years ago. And in that course that blew me wide open, that uncovered a lot of trauma that I was carrying around and helped express it and it brought a huge new level of awareness for me myself. Um it was a huge level of awareness. So they were two of my mentors, uh, Alexi Panos and Preston Smiles. They're husband and wife. They're phenomenal coaches. And from that experience, my heart being blown wide open, I gained all this wisdom and knowledge about myself. And I felt I owed the service to pass that on, to help others to get out of their mind, uncover their traumas and limiting beliefs and let that go. Now, in saying that, it took me back to the whole men being afraid to speak. It took me 10 months. So for 10 months, I had all this wonderful knowledge and wisdom bursting out of my seams. And I was afraid to express that. I was afraid of what the people of Ireland, people of my home area would think of me. And like, what, you know, who the fuck, you know, all, all ego. All ego playing tricks. 
Yeah. And sticks with my mind. And eventually I was like, fuck it. it the, the penny dropped and, and, and I had to be that way for it to land within me. You could, Someone could have told me and I wouldn't have cared. It's until you switch goes in your brain that it, it will land internally. And in that moment, I realized it's not about me. Like I've got knowledge now that some people don't know about. And where I come from, they probably might not ever go in search of these answers. And for me to bridge that gap of spirituality and spirituality, the universe and how the, the ego and the self to differentiate between and how to uncover trauma and things like that and put it into language that we grew up with, you know, simplify the message and it's not bamboozle people with science and big words. And, and I felt like I owed, I owed it to myself and the people of Dublin and Ireland in general to share this message, share the wisdom. Amazing. So that was, uh, yeah, that's so I've been doing that since 2017. Wow. So here's my question, Dara. So there's this audience definitely that listening, that they're going through a rough time. What will be your message? Because I know you had been through, you said you, you were at a doctor's office thinking about committing suicide and all that. And you're now here helping men day in and day out. Yes, yes. So I just had a guy just before I was really interested, a new client. Um, face off with yourself. Don't be afraid to face off with yourself. And it's you, it's really you that has to make the first step. And the voices in your head, the ego, the fear that comes up are not real. And the moment you open your mouth and speak to another human about whatever is coming up in your mind, it's the moment those voices lose power and lose control. So just be with it. Whatever's in your space, the quicker you face off with that, the quicker you heal. So I would encourage anybody, anybody suffering with anything right now, speak. Go on Facebook. There is coaches all around the world. Go on and, and go in hashtags. Go and search in hashtags. Coaches or personal growth or whatever you know, whatever's coming up for you right now, search for a coach that's in that field we are not doctors we come from a different mind space we won't try and numb you and drug you up to your eyeballs and addict you to something else uh, more of a suppressant than anything and we are you we lived in your shoes we are living still living in your shoes so we are not on any high horses yeah. We only teach what wisdom we've come through ourselves. So coaches are really, really powerful at the moment. And a lot of people in my space right now are getting huge breakthroughs. Last night, I had a huge fucking release where what's going on now. Um, I'm currently in a program, coaching uh, business mentorship program and in my smaller group last night so i experienced a lot of racism growing up i grew up in the rough part of dublin and just walking down the road we're in the inner city so we're in the tenement houses mm -hmm. but flats in the flats but we live right in the the heart the center of dublin so all the the high street stores you know there the big fucking whatever um gucci and you know, Brown Thomas and whatever those shops are, the fancy shops. And when we'd be walking down the road towards Grafton Street and you can you hear people locking their doors, 
click, 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 because we're kids, we're in tracksuits and we're in the flats and people looked at us as, you know, second class citizens, the working class, you know, all the time, click, click. Uh, we came here, I had a, I had a, I'll never forget this, it sticks out in my mind, a friend of mine, drummer, he got chatting to a girl in a bar down in Perth, or down in Melbourne, and yeah, we told her where we were from. He told her where she was from, and she went to college, in the college directly facing our flats, and she goes, oh, I didn't think people like you would be able to go travelling. And it's just like, wow. Yeah, it's like, wow. That even right now, that's like gives a trigger in me. Mm-hmm. It sets up a little emotion inside, you know. So that level of discrimination and ignorance is isn't it's you know it's I welcome it now because we're we're bridging the gaps now in humanity and the importance of being held in these safe containers and being in programs or coaches and yesterday I. All of the race that's going on, the the race that are going on around you right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've experienced that all my life, and I went on this bringing up emotion right now again. Um, yeah, I just felt powerless. I've been going through the, you know, what's going on, and yeah, I was really emotional last night on our call, and I cried for fucking nearly six or seven minutes. I cried in front of six people on the call and they held the space for me. I had a, a lot of uh, hurt and sadness and, and pain from what I was reading and watching. And But that's a process I had to go through. Yeah. But I highlight this because it was in that, I felt a lot of emotion yesterday, anger, pain, sadness, hurt, triggered from my upbringing. And it was in that crying um, expression that I got to release all of that emotion. So the powder keg didn't become more explosive or release that that evening. So the importance of being involved or being held in a container like that is hugely paramount to your mental awareness, your mental state, your mental health. Uh, being able to express that is really, really important. It's amazing. It's amazing what you just said. So let me ask you one thing to follow up. Were all in in that group, it was all men's? No, no, there was women. There's, there's women in this group. I am part of another men's group. And um, last night wasn't the men's group. Last night was my business course. So mm. in the business course, there's three ladies, three women in my, um, in my team. So last night it was me, three women and another man. There usually is three men, three women. Mm-hmm. But last night there wasn't. There was just yeah, three women and another man. So did you? And I feel the same because you know, uh, feel like I got so much support from women on this platform. The stuff that I'm working on right now. Did you get the same uh, support from men when you actually talk to men? Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. So so this is this is my smaller group. Oh right. At the same time, you're also working with well, uh, who yeah. had done the work so oh yeah 100% my mentors like fuck, they're huge you know they're, they're world renowned speakers leaders teachers uh, coaches yeah they're, they're like I'm, right now I'm six months in the men's work program mm. six months uh, every week we've been uh, on a call we've been working on uh, assignments within 
that weekly period and we speak and have a session once every week for the, for the last six months. And it was like seven months ago, for instance, which is a different world to where I am. Wow. So Dara, we are, I don't want to take too much time, but before I go, I do want to ask Dara about what's your mission? Because I know, of course, I saw your uh, coaching and I saw your, I, I, um, I follow your Facebook feed and all that. And I love it. The way you show up every day authentically and just genuine yourself. No BS, nothing. You're just like, here you go. Here's the content, right? <laughs> so, and what's your mission for helping men? Like, Tell us about it. So my mission is to impact, directly impact 100,000 men by 2025 and help create love and guide them back into their heart. So bring them out of their mind and awareness of their heart. And that in turn will create Mm -hmm. a ripple effect within their family. And in turn, that ripple effect will significantly reduce the suicide statistics in the world. So... Yeah. Right now, that's that's my why and my family as well. For my girls, like. So you're about to get married, and you have a fiance. Yeah, I've got a fiance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you have a daughter. I've got a daughter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's it. I've, I've got a. You know, it's now about my family. It's about the the children of the future. It's about them yes. now. I've I've got a lot left to live. Don't get me wrong, but it's about the world. It's a legacy right that we are living in as men, for sure. Legacy and right now. Every day I've got a. That's basically what I'm doing, brother. Because I have a son, two and a half year old, and. I don't want my son to grow up in this society where men men are confused or boys are confused. I would not be a very happy dad to begin with. <laughs> so I'm doing my part and I know you are doing your part. I have one last question for you. You are from Dublin. You know the culture over there. You grew up over there and now you're in Australia over the last 12 years. Tell me a little bit about like what you had seen because you traveled the world and tell me a little bit about how did you go to Australia? I know we are talking offline and I want everyone to listen. This is exactly what the whole thing's about. Like, got to listen to your heart sometimes, you know? And I want you to tell the audience, how did you end up in Australia? And also, how, what are you seeing over the world? Like, what's the culture in Australia in terms of how many, like, I know you are a very good coach and you're doing all this stuff what are you seeing culturally in australia in terms of uh men being open asking for help um so first that's a multi-layered question right right <laughs> Let, let's start with the first how did you how did you end up australia i know i want you to tell the story uh, I, came, I came here initially on holiday and yeah basically or uh, some people didn't think i would last uh, i was going with a girl at the time and it was a bit messy at the end and i, I just came and, and with no strings attached and that was fucking what led to the you know i, I came and now what's it called oh I didn't have an outcome in mind. I just came mm-hmm. freely. Just came and I was just in the moment. And from that level of freedom, um, the people I met, what I, what I recognised was it takes a certain it takes a certain type of people to travel the world. Yeah. And like yourself, like it's. And then I realised that all of these people that I connect with, it's a, it's a per, it's a certain personality. It's people that don't accept. 
their paradigm that uh, yeah. you know society's paradigm you're, you're born your parents your upbringing and people are question the reality people that believe that there's more to life and the world and not to discriminate for people. Some people, they have right. the best life at home of being where they're at, you know. Well, my curiosity took off from there. My heart was expanded and meeting new people, that's what brings my heart the most joy in this life. And helping new people. But at that moment, there was meeting new people and experiencing new experiences. And travelling was just, yeah, it's breathtaking. Still is to this day. Always will be. And then that's how we ended up in Australia. That's how I ended up in Australia. That's and you there. loved it. You wow. loved it, and you ended up deciding stay, uh, to stay there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So your home. That's the beauty of it as well. It's been a fresh start. So I started in Perth, and then I ended up in Adelaide with my friend. Oh, with my two friends. Excuse me. Yeah. And then from there, I went to Melbourne. So I gradually followed my heart as time went. And, and then I, I was at a festival in America, Burning Man. You know, oh, Burning Man. Man. Of course, yeah. yeah. Burning Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, 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 I still haven't been there, but I know Burning Man, yeah. Oh, shit, man. You need to go there. I was just yeah. from, I was there last year, too. So I met my partner there, and we we met there, and she lived in Sydney. I actually lived in Ireland at the time. Not permanently. I was, I was at home for a few months. Right. And I came back to Melbourne, and we met at a festival, another festival in Melbourne, and... Two weeks later, I followed my heart. <laughs> if it didn't fit in my car, I fucking gave it away and I hit the road and I moved to Sydney. And I love it, love it, love it. See, the, so that was the like tapping into your heart. Your heart knows best. Yeah. Whatever your ego tries to tell you, 99 times out of fucking 100, it's lies. Just laying in with love always. And what I found is whenever I made decisions from my heart, it's been the right decision for me. Love it. Love it. And now you're a dad of a beautiful two-year-old daughter, and now you're going to get married to your love of your life. So that's it. <laughs> yeah. There you go, buddy. There yes. you go. Okay. But Dara, thank you so much for spending some time with me on this episode and really kind of get the message across. And one again, the second part of the question, basically, I, I want to finish it off with that. In Australia, you are coaching men right now. What are you saying? Are men open? Of course, every culture has their different way, but overall, I think the trend is the same. They are getting it's get, it's becoming a lot a lot more open, and a lot more men are openly reaching out to me and speaking. It is getting a lot more mainstream, and also it's I will highlight the circles that I'm in, and I notice them more for me because I'm in coaches' circles. And mm-hmm. um, my one of my colleagues ran a workshop last week and on that workshop I had to be consumed, uh, done on Zoom. Um, we done it on Zoom anyways because of the social distance and all right. that stuff. Right. And out of 16 men, uh, I think a high majority of them have never been involved in a conversation like the conversation we were all involved in there. It was the first time they've ever spoken out about any of the feelings. So, there's still a long way to go. There's definitely a huge, just a different level of consciousness to it right now. People mm-hmm. are definitely more aware. The mental health awareness uh, conversation is huge. Um, and it's also huge to notice that just because that's a big conversation, 
it doesn't mean men are actively speaking out, but there's still a big bridge to gap, and that's where we come in. That's what we're here to do. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I'm glad that uh, you were really doing that. Um, so to cap off, where can people find you? Uh, Conscious Kings Coaching, um, Dara B3 uh, on Instagram. I'm going to have to play around with that. I'm actually on May. Yeah, I'm going to have to play around with that. So Dara B3, Dara Byrne on Facebook, and I will comment and tag myself in your podcast when it comes online. Right. And do you mind, like, if I, if I, I'll reach out offline to you and I'll get all the links and I'll just basically add that to the podcast and the, my Facebook and my Instagram page. Yeah, definitely. I need to hook up with you on Instagram. I don't think we are, are we? Uh, I don't think so. I, I I literally opened up my Instagram account like two weeks ago. So, <laughs> oh, you just, just yeah, look up dads and deadlifts. Yeah, yeah, on Instagram. Okay, Carol, okay, do that right now. Okay, dads and deadlifts, dads and deadlifts. Because to be honest, that's where I do. I share right most on Instagram, but I obviously tag them across. Uh, right. Instagram and Facebook, they're both on with the same company, but the algorithms and all... Algorithms are different, yeah. Yeah, so I used to be able to share across both platforms. Now it's broken that divide, so now I've got to manually share across. Oh, for sure. Well, it's still all right. It's just there. But you'll find me mostly on Instagram. Okay. I'm going to add you a link to that. And so, Dara, the way it happens is... I finish my podcast with one of my favorite. I'm an avid reader, right? I read a lot and that saved my life. And I saw on your questionnaire that uh, you and I match on a book. And that is The Untamed Soul. Oh, no way. (laughs) That's that's one of my favorite books. So, so, wow. so I'm going to read chapter 13 because I actually marked it because it actually helped me six months ago on a certain night. Um, and oh, wow. uh, without going the distance. So it's called the chapter 13 is called far, far beyond. And I'm going to read the first passage to that. Ultimately the word beyond captures a true meaning of spirituality in its most basic sense Going beyond means going past where you are. It means not staying in your current state. When you constantly go beyond yourself, there are no limitations. There are no boundaries. Limitations and boundaries only exist at the places where you stop going beyond. If you never stop, then you go beyond boundaries, beyond limitations, beyond the sense of a restricted self. So... Uh, every great. every episode is capped off by that theme of the episode and that's where you know where my questionnaire comes from because <laughs> i that's, read i'm a i'm a huge reader i i literally have a mini library at my place right and, yeah uh, yeah and cool. I, you know so and then you, when you say unto the soul i'm like yeah i know <laughs> that that is powerful that's, that's a powerful I've, book i've bought that book for many people since yeah. i've read it yeah. Um, but that paragraph encapsulates the the ego and the heart. Absolutely. That's, that's literally it. Ego is limited and restricted and will will keep you playing small in your smaller self. Heart will ever expand 
into limitless potential. Yeah. Follow your heart and you will live an abundant life. Oh my God. What a way to finish it. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. <laughs> guys, this is it for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed another episode of Dads and Deadlifts. Let me know in comments what was your, some of your takeaways from Dara and go sign up for his Instagram, follow him and reach out to him if you need any help. Stay positive, stay strong, stay in your heart and you know you're not alone. Until next episode, signing off. This is your host, Rish from Dads and Deadlifts. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dads and Deadlifts. And I hope you are as excited as I am learning from our guest today on the specific topic. Please subscribe, share, and leave a comment and tag Dads and Deadlifts on Instagram and Facebook with your experience of today's episode. Because remember, your one share might save someone from feeling alone and provide them the tools they can incorporate in their daily lives. Let's each of us do our part in helping men around the world. You can personally message me on my Facebook page or Instagram page, Dads and Deadlifts, if you want your story to be shared on the podcast or if you just feel alone and want someone to reach out to. Always remember, you are not alone. All you got to do is reach out. And I am rooting for you. Until next week, your host, Rish, signing off. I will see you next week with another brand new episode.